welcome back to the Kingdom Vision Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Harris, and y'all probably haven't seen me in a while. Uh, Haven't been posting on social media that much. Haven't podcasted since last May of 2023. Man, where have I been? Where where has Cole Cole been? In 2023, um, starting in January, starting November of 2022, actually, it's crazy, it's 2024, but starting in November of 2022, I started filming rodeos. Uh, started filming for my cousin Ty early 2023, January through March. Was filming rodeos, went to San Antonio, went to Houston, uh, Denver, um, the American Rodeo, where my cousin actually won $600,000. Uh, can I get an amen? That's crazy. Super fun getting to experience that with him. Uh, my cousin is he's amazing, amazing athlete, amazing roper. And so starting around May is when kicked off what kicked off the summer run uh which is when the the last podcast aired the lord told me to take a break uh told us to rest and i'm glad he did because from june to the end of september uh, out of 100 days i traveled 40 um and then even when i was back i was editing what i was filming from the summer run we went uh to colorado started out in colorado idaho oregon washington uh, California, uh, we were all in the Utah, went all in the middle uh, of the country, Midwest, West, Northwest, and man, we were getting it, I mean, we were really getting it, and so if y'all follow me on Instagram, I saw a lot of rodeo content, uh, not a lot of podcast content, but that's why I was working for a great company, Cinch Jeans, got to work with them a little bit, got to work with my cousin Ty, obviously, got to work with various rodeo athletes, and uh, it actually culminated to the point, culminated to the point where uh, this whole, uh, as of January 2024, I just finished my documentary. It's an hour and 20 minute long movie, basically, of my basically everything I did uh, from January to December of 2023. And so, if y'all are interested in watching that, and you're like, "What was Cole doing?" Just go watch that documentary. Uh, I spent three months editing it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I guess this podcast uh, can be summed up in what what is the greatest thing that I've learned? What In 2023, if there's one thing you had to say, Cole Harris, that you learned about God or God taught you or God showed you, what would it be? The truth of the matter is, is I really did not know how to get alone with God, how to pray, how to worship, and how to love God. That seems like a silly question, seems like a silly observation, but if I looked at the patterns in my life, uh, it could be summed up as this. I liked talking about God to people more than I talked to Him. Uh, podcast culture, this is a podcast. Uh, a lot of people get coffee with friends. We we love to process things, and those are all good things. I genuinely, one of my favorite things in the world is getting coffee with friends and being able to talk about the Lord in, in a deep way, meaningful way. But I feel, I find it hard to believe that the Apostle Paul spent more time talking about God than talking to him. You see, Jesus withdrew often to lonely places to be by himself and pray. In Luke 11, the disciples were actually near him while he was praying one time. He began to pray, and when he finished, his disciples asked him, Teach us how to pray. Um, the crazy thing is, is that all the miraculous things that Jesus did, you never see them asking anything about teach us something. You'll never find the words, teach me how to do this. Uh, 
teach me how to do that thing where you raised Lazarus from the dead. Can you show me how to do that? Can you show me how to cast out a demon? Uh, can you show me how to heal blind eyes? Can you show me how to forgive sins even? I mean, any, think of anything that Jesus did. Uh, they wouldn't ask. They didn't ask anything other than teach us how to pray. So we have to ask the question, what did they see in Jesus? What did they see in him? that this would be what they asked for. Why were they fascinated by Jesus' prayer life? And if you look, Jesus withdrew to lonely places and prayed, but he's God. Think about it. Why did God have to pray? Jesus is fully, fully man, fully God. Why did God have to pray? That thought, well, you'll spend the rest of your life thinking about that. The thing that identified Jesus is one of his, one of the patterns that identified him was he withdrew to lonely places to spend time with his father. And if you ask, if I'm giving an honest uh, evaluation of my life, that was, I wouldn't say non-existent, but almost to the point where it's so, so hard to begin to withdraw, to spend 10 minutes of uninterrupted prayer um, that didn't have anything to do with a current circumstance. That's a big one. David said, the Lord is my chosen portion in my cup. You hold my lot. The lines of falling for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Inheritance, you think about the story of the prodigal son, okay, in the New Testament. The son, before he went off to the land and and the great famine hit and he ended up eating with the pigs, right? If y'all know that story. He said, Lord, I want my inheritance. But before the dad had passed away, when your parents pass away, you receive everything that is theirs and it's divided among the children. In that time, uh, sometimes, you know, the firstborn will get most of the inheritance, right? In the prodigal son story, he says, Lord, give me my inheritance, basically saying, uh, I wish you were dead so I can have what you would, so what would be given to me when you die? I want it now. So basically, I wish you were dead. Okay, so inheritance, money, land, right? You hold my lot, a lot of land, acreage, acreages, kingdoms, gold, silver, all of the things. But David, a king, says, the Lord is my chosen portion my cup, you hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. The lines have fallen me for pleasant places. He inherited this plot of land next to this land. Every the, the things that encompass his inheritance, if it is just you, Lord, and actually that's what he says. He doesn't say if. He says, you, Lord, are my inheritance above anything else. Let me be honest, guys. That's a, that's a type of love and affection that I have. I don't know. Or I didn't know. Okay, so I I could not say a year ago, man, if all I had, if my only inheritance was the Lord, I would be content. Truth be told, uh, that wasn't me. I was like, I love the Lord, but I want X, Y, Z. I love God, but I, I need to accomplish my dreams. I need to fulfill my potential. I need to... David was a man after God's own heart. We can look at David and see something good. We can see God in David. When you look at Jesus, what were Jesus' characteristics? If you look at the Apostle Paul, the 12 disciples, or the 11, I mean, other than Judas, we need to look upon the men of God that the Holy Spirit has shown in, in the Word and say, do I have things that exist in me that do not exist in them? 
Because if we are operating in things that do not exist in them, namely Jesus, ultimately, supremely, right, in Jesus, like ask the question, I experience X, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling, I want this. Would Jesus feel this way right now? Would Jesus want this right now? If Jesus was in my situation, would he want this thing? And the reality, if we're really honest with ourselves, we will begin to learn that we entertain thoughts we operate in desires and we live in realities that frankly do not line up with Jesus. And so the re- the next question, point two, I guess you could say of where we're going with this podcast is, I think we don't see Jesus rightly. I think we need to see Jesus with new eyes. I think we need to see him clearer. And so specifically how we can see him clearer in the ways I didn't see him clearly was I didn't see his love for me. I was reading the Bible. I, re- I read a lot. I had a lot of knowledge. I used to evangelize all the time, just go to my Bible studies, uh, watch YouTube videos about uh, you know Christian topics, and I knew a lot about God, but I missed the most important thing that you're supposed to be seeing in the scriptures, and that's the love of God for you. Let me say it again. I knew a lot of things, but I did not see his love for me in the scriptures when I read. How can God tend to the heavens and the earth, the nations and the peoples, yet talk to me personally and be so close? David had something with the Lord that he had, if you read the Psalms, any of the Psalms, you'll see this relationship David had with our Heavenly Father, that I did not have. So what did David understand about him that I didn't? And a lot of times for people was God seems distant because he has so many responsibilities in this life that he can't manage all those things and tend to me fully, right? But that's not what that's not what the Bible says. That's not our Heavenly Father. That's not the God we serve. It says in Psalm 139, verses 15 and 16, The Lord was making you in secret, and he saw your unformed substance. In his book was written, every one of them, the days made for you, even before there was one of them. Ephesians 1 verses 4. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which which he has blessed us in the beloved, has blessed us in Jesus. Read this in your Bible. It says this in your Bible. The Lord had every day that you will live on this earth numbered and planned out before you ever breathe one breath of this life. Even more than that, he formed you in your mother's womb. A big thing about in relationships that we see that marks true love, true devotion to somebody, affection for somebody is, is intentionality. When someone is intentional to seeking you out, to hearing you, how are you, how are you today, is something on your mind, is something weighing on you, like talk to me, that makes someone feel loved. And think about the perfect intentionality that the Father has for us, that he actually prepared everything in this life prior to us living it. I would even argue everything that we would go through. If he prepared every day, he knows what every day consists of. You know, he has a love for us 
that if we're not seeing, like we have to see this love because this love is why the reason I, I didn't see this love. And so my prayer life was anemic. I did not comprehend this love. And so I couldn't get alone with him because I'm not, I mean, there's just, we have a distant relationship because there's no love. And he was showing me the love, right? God is not the problem. Cole was the problem. We are the problem is that we do not have eyes to see the things that he has freely given to us, which is namely his love. Point number three, I guess it's still point number two. It's all correlated, but I want to just really explain our identity and who we are with Christ. And that is that we are adopted as sons. We are sons to God. We are now, John 1 talks about you cannot be born of flesh and blood, but you must be born of the spirit. Okay, we are little born again sons of God. And that has happened through adoption. Okay. This is a beautiful scripture. It's Galatians 4, 4 through 5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. How many of us, I'm kind of getting emotional right now, because how many times have I read, he has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, crying, Abba, Father, I've met like... You know how that feeling is when you were a kid and you were scared or you were and you had to run to your dad and run to your mom. How many of us do not do that with God? How many of us have that do not have that kind of relationship with our heavenly Father? Okay? How many times has Cole Harris read this in the previous years and I read Abba Father, spirit of the spirit of the son in my heart and he's crying out with me, Abba Father and I feel nothing. I feel stale. And if you feel stale when you read this, we need to pro- we need to cry out to God, get on your knees and say, "Lord, show me grace, show me mercy, quicken my heart, open make my heart of stone a heart of flesh, quicken my mortal body." Uh, you know, just you see me rambling, you just got we have to we have to become desperate. There is something reserved for those who are desperate. Oh, how desperate we go after our worldly desires and our dreams and our goals. And it's even applauded how hard we can work for things in this life. People applaud us and call it work ethic, but it's a, it's really idolatry. I'm so inspired by your work ethic. I'm so inspired by how hard you went after your dream and your goal. And ultimately you accomplished it. But when we come to our prayer closet, we expect things on a silver platter and the Lord to just rain down fire in that moment, which may add back to his character. He His character is to always give more than is deserved, so he will do it. Do it. He will meet us where we are because that's his character. He's merciful, loving, and forgiving, and gracious, so he will do it, but we have it all backwards. The things that we that are secondary in our life, we give our hearts to fully, and the things that matter the most, we could not be more cold towards, okay? Here's the reality. Here's your identity in Christ. We are adopted as sons if we're going to use an earthly example. If somebody on earth adopts a kid, do they love that kid less than their own? I'm going to give you a chance to, to ponder it. It's a trick question because 
that kid is now their own. Uh, legally. legally. Legally, that kid is no different than their biological kid. That's what adoption means. And so when the Lord says in Galatians, when the Holy Spirit tells us, when Paul writes and the Holy Spirit speaks that we are adopted as sons and now we are heirs, we have to understand that the Father in heaven loves us as a son. Who else is a son? Jesus. If you look at all the times, Matthew 3, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. We now share with Jesus in that love. We can confidently approach the Father because we are His Son and we see the, the perfect Son and the perfect love that the Father shows the you know Jesus, namely Jesus, the perfect love that the Father shows Jesus, He now loves us that way. And He always has to agree, but even more so now that we are legally accredited in His righteousness, we are a legally accredited Son, we have been adopted legally into the kingdom of God, okay? I'm going to be reading this for the rest of my life and trying to comprehend it. And this will wreck everything about your religion. This will wreck everything about uh, complacency and an anemic prayer life and an anemic Christian faith that you have. This is what you need. Based off of that, we are now sons. Guess what Jesus says in John 17? I do not ask for these only. This is John 17 verse 20. I do not ask for these only, but for those who will believe in me through their word. So Jesus, in Gethsemane, right before he goes to the cross, he could do anything in the world. And then it says, I think it's John 15 or 14, knowing where he has come from and knowing where he is going, going, he ties a towel around his waist, bends down, picks, uh, puts water in a, in a basin and washes his disciples' feet. This is his last time, last days, last hours, last hours before he goes to the cross. And he saw it fit that knowing where he's come from, knowing where he's going, he's going to wash his disciples' feet. After that, John 17, he begins to pray for his disciples, okay? Again, all of the things you could be doing in your last hours, knowing it, so he knew it was his last hours. Uh, what does he do? He prays for his disciples, and then you get to verse 20. I do not only pray for these, but also for those who will believe in me through the disciples' word. That, verse 21, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Guys, listen. Verse 22. Please hear this. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. There are certain things in our Bible that... Uh, that Verse 22. The glory that you have given me, Father. Jesus is praying to the Father. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. What does that mean? I don't know. I just know I'm a son. That's what that means. <laughs> uh, that they may be one even as we are one. Verse 23, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me, and you loved them even as you have loved me. The end of verse 23, Father, you have loved them, even those who will believe through the disciples' word, as much as you have loved me. Verse 24, verse 24 Father, I desire... Only time Jesus ever says those words, I desire something, he says it about us. That they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. God loved Jesus before the foundation of the world 
right? But just as in the end of verse 23, you loved them even as you have loved me. So if, if the Father loved Jesus before the foundation of the world, that means he loved us before the foundation of the world. And we have fully uh, proven that when we just read Psalms 139, I believe it was, when he formed us and he numbered our days before we even breathed one. This is all testifying to the Father loves us just as much as he loved Jesus because he also loved Jesus before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I have made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. If you can't, if you're having trouble tracking, we'll wrap up a summary of this last part with this. There is a gravity to which the love of the Father and the love that Jesus has for us that frankly for a year or two years I never fully grasped that led to an anemic prayer life. It led to an anemic Christian faith. And ultimately I wasn't fully fulfilled in, I wasn't even fully fulfilled in God because I didn't see his love for me when I was reading, I was reading these pages looking for something and it's his love is all over the, all over the pages. Yet I wasn't, I wasn't finding it. The parable of the hidden treasure. This is Matthew 13, 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field with which a man found and he covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and he sells all that he has and he buys that field. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. For the longest time, I thought this was about my devotion to the Father. But who bought who back? I didn't, I didn't buy Jesus. But he bought me. He bought me with a price, and that price was shedding his blood on the cross for me uh, because the payment for my sin, the debt that I had was, was sin, and the payment for sin is death. And so he paid it fully for me on that cross. Um, and so he sold all he had, and he bought that field. And he found a treasure in the field, and he bought it. Religion has told us uh, that... Uh, Religion has painted a picture that when we read the Bible, we're not supposed to read ourselves into it. We're supposed to have this humility, yada, yada, yada. I don't know about you, but I'm reading myself into everything. And because the whole Bible is about a love and a reconciliation. And uh, is the whole Bible is about a love for a people, and uh, it's a funnel, meaning that if he loves people and he wants to reunite humanity back to himself, that means he wants to reunite me back to himself. Colossians two thirteen, and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God has made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and he put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. The biggest thing that I've learned in 2023, the biggest thing I've learned from the Bible is that God really does love me. 
And God really does love you. And he showed that perfectly, fully, and finally in his son Jesus. And if you read the pages of the scriptures, if you read the scriptures and you begin to look, uh, actually, thank you, Lord. This is, this is a good practical piece of advice that I will give and leave you with. Uh, we're all looking for something when we read the pages of scripture. Far often, far too often than not, we're looking for answers to current problems. We're looking for ourselves in there. We're looking for everything but what we need to look for. Here's a challenge. When you read the scriptures, begin to look for him. Begin to look for his love. And if you're going to look for yourself, look for the love that he has for you. Um, and I will, I will, I can guarantee that if you begin to do that and you pray and ask the Lord to show you things, you ask the Holy Spirit to breathe on the word that has been spoken and written down and preserved for us for 2024, um, your life will radically change. I, he will not let you down. That's the end of this episode. I'll be around 2024. I'm praying for a great year and I'm excited to see what, the Lord has in store. So I pray this episode blessed y'all. Thank you for watching. Um, it means the world to me that y'all have stuck with us this long, stuck with us uh, through the long gap, through the long break. Um, but we're excited to be back. I'm excited to be back. I love y'all so much. We'll see you in the next episode. God bless.